Let go of everyday worries and find your calm with positive prayer from Silent Unity, the newest in voice-activated technology, available on any Alexa-enabled device like the Amazon Echo. Each prayer and meditation on positive prayer will help strengthen, guide, and comfort you. To enable it, just say, Alexa, open positive prayer. You can ask for a specific prayer on topics like healing, prosperity, and comfort. Give it a try today. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, offering insights and practices for spiritually conscious living today with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien from the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California. To ask questions or join in the discussion, email us at theyogahour at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here's your host, Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. Welcome to the Yoga Hour, our time to open our hearts and our minds to the infinite. I'm Yogacharya O'Brien, and today on the Yoga Hour, we're going to be looking at what it is to experience the awakening of Shakti, the flow of divine grace in our lives, in particular um, through the energy of the mother goddess, the Devi, this force that manifests the universe and drives our spiritual awakening anytime, and particularly at the, this time, we, we need to tune in to that power for uh, quickening and awakening our consciousness. So um, today we have exactly the right teacher, the right person to guide us in this exploration of awakening Shakti, and that is Yogini uh, Shambhaviji, Yogini Shambhavi Devi. She is the co-director of the American Institute of Vedic Studies. She is a mystic yogini, guide, international educator, rooted in the ancient teachings and traditions of Shakti worship. Um, she's an important teacher in the Shakti tradition of India and the Himalayas, and she uh, draws us into the deeper yogic reality and helps to awaken the universal power of that divine nurturing that is within us all. She's authored two books on the Mother Goddess as well as two powerful mantra chanting CDs in the traditional style. 
Um, and I have appreciated her chanting, um, particularly I am fond of the Yogini Bhav CD that she has offered that just um, elevates your consciousness just to listen to this uh, CD. She has another Jyotir Bhav, um, and her website is vedanet.com, V-E-D-A-N-E-T.com. Welcome, Yogini Shambhaviji. I am so delighted to uh, welcome you back to Yoga Hour today. To everyone this morning, pranam to the unknown who stirs my soul, and thank you so much for taking this time out and being with us in this beautiful yoga hour, especially with you, uh, Yogacharya, Ellen, uh, Grace O'Brien. You're doing such amazing work in sharing the dharmic teachings with everyone. Thank you so much. And, you know, let us begin now with just a moment of centering meditation before we go into exploring um, this most important topic about the Mother Goddess and how we are being held and prompted to grow every day of our lives. Wherever you are in this moment, let this moment be a yoga moment, a moment of divine remembrance. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, pause for a moment. Bring your attention within, with your breath as you breathe in. Intend to bring your conscious awareness within. Dive within to the ocean of infinite bliss, infinite peace within you. And as you breathe out, let go of any tension, any worries in this moment. Just let them go. Renounce them. Drop them. And breathe in to the infinite allness of the divine presence that is the life of our life, the breath of our breath, the being of our being. Simply breathe and be aware of your breathing. One life, one presence, one reality is expressing as all that is. And whenever we stop for a yoga moment, we can remember that we live and move and have our being in that divine presence. We are always supported. We always have access to the highest wisdom. And we always have access to divine peace and divine joy. Let us remember the power that exists within us. The power to bring forth that peace, that bliss into the world, into our life every day. Share it with others. Spread it around. Ooh. 
First segment of the Yoga Hour today, we're going to be looking at under, how to understand what Shakti is, how we can understand this awakening energy that enlivens us and really propels us on the spiritual path, this energy of the Mother Goddess that manifests as the universe expresses that as all that is, as all that is, and uh, is moving to uh, awaken uh, our planet at this time very forcefully and uh, lovingly at the same time. Um, so I mentioned in the introduction, we, we have the perfect teacher with us today, Yogini Shambhaviji, who really herself is a divine manifestation of the Mother Goddess and brings that energy, that consciousness with her uh, wherever she goes. And um Shambhaviji, I have so uh, appreciated and um, been blessed by listening to your chanting on your CDs, and particularly, <laughs> particularly the uh, the Yogini Bhav, the chants of the mother. And since that's our topic, I want to uh, ask you if you will begin um, oh, wow. our conversation with a chant that would and bless us all. <laughs> oh wow! Well, I'm actually nervous this morning. <laughs> uh, not usually my nature, but, uh, oh, well. <laughs> well, it's such a delight to uh, share everyone's sacred space and especially to, you know, uh, awaken the Shakti and nurture the flow of this divine grace, and something very close to my heart. So maybe um, the Sarava Mangala, mm-hmm. because um, she draws in the auspiciousness. So if we all just bring uh, our attention uh, to the core of our hearts and just surrender. I know it's not always easy, but uh, surrendering is the key. And and just flow with uh, the auspiciousness of Durga, you know. Thank you, Shambhaviji. Um, I hope for our listeners you're in a place where you were able to just stop 
and not only listen to the beauty of that chant, but feel its resonance in your subtle body, in every chakra, um, <laughs> moving. So, if you if you're not if you're listening driving in your car, then I want to invite you to listen to this podcast again when you can sit and you can actually feel the power of that chant, uh, that chanting, and feel it in your subtle body. Feel it change your consciousness. Consciousness. So, um, and this is what you uh, experience uh, with her chanting, her presence. So, uh, Shambhaviji, can you tell us a little bit about your own journey with uh, Divine Mother? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, was she always known to you, or was this an awareness of her presence that you know revealed itself to you over time? What um, tell us about it? Well, I grew up in a Sikh aristocratic background in the Punjab state of northern India and, um, you know, went to a convent school, um, as was the usual in those days in the Himalayas, for education and grooming by the nuns. But, you know, Ellen, surely each one of us has uh, an innate sense of the sacred in our being. You know, a seed the soul carries in every journey. And every child also trusts in that mother principle, be it the human mother who nurtures or Mother Earth who guides one's uh, very first steps. And in some ways, even the Jyotisha or the Vedic astrology can throw some light on how aware we are in this uh, lifetime of our sacred self. And in my... um, Early teens, I was quite a loner. I still am. And instead of playing with other children, I would sneak away behind the dining hall on the hill top and watch the sunset every day. And the nuns were quite concerned about me. Only when it was explained to them that this was my inherent nature, they learned to leave me alone. And I had wonderful mystical experiences and I could definitely sense a power, you know, and grace out there in nature. So nature hasn't uh, really changed today except, uh, you know, but I feel it deeper evolving. And I must share that Mother Nature has been my first and most important guru and mystic guide in this uh, journey of mine. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, 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 I understand and I share that, um, a blessing. You know, somehow I think it is a divine grace that happens, that opens our eyes and we can feel this presence in nature. Nature is not a thing. It's a living reality that we are, that we are in and it is responsive, um, to us, it's like a dance, isn't it, that, that goes on. And, you know, sometimes at our, our center, we experience that, uh, in an amazing ways, you know, something, um, I will say something during a talk and then we will find, you know, um, a bird will mirror, you know, the chant or, you know, some things that happen that, uh, if you are listening, if you're tuned in, you see, um, how there is this resonance with nature. And then beyond that, I think, you know, we can, 
we can open to the power that is there and uh, the possibility of, you know, when we learn to cooperate. So, uh, it, to me, it's obvious that that awareness of the presence of the mother goddess, which we can begin, you know, seeing in nature, is so important uh, in our world today for so many reasons. But you know, what would you say about that? Why is this so important for us today? Well, the divine feminine is the reality, and um, we have to cultivate sensitivity towards uh, the awareness of Shakti, which. For me, really is Mother Earth, Mother Nature, the light behind the cosmic heavens. And um, we must learn to live in harmony with the existence of our pure consciousness. Today, we are isolating ourselves from this reality. So Shakti is the power of inspiration, not a mere electric energy which uh, one can switch on and off. So the divine feminine, is a beautiful cosmic force, not uh, a human configuration. And in the human world, every man and woman carries this Shakti force, but women access it more easily, and that's, that's the trick here. And this is why we must revere the woman and feminine spirit today. And really, there is no magic technique to bring about this awareness. If there was, then all the great sacred teachings would have made this a peaceful and harmonious world. And today more than ever, even with all the exposure to beautiful teachings, there is so much strife, pain, hatred, insecurity, blowing away our hearts and lives. So we must understand that the universe is auspicious and there is a power and flow of divine grace in every manifestation, no matter how we behave and even harm and hurt one another worldwide with our dispassionate views, nature never stops to bear flowers and fruits. This is the best example that Shakti is guiding and is a nurturing force behind the cosmic universe. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I, um, I see, you know, how we can offer, um, the first step of awareness, you know, just look at nature, right? <laughs> Learn from nature, um, and ha- be in right relationship with nature. Don't see nature as a thing to be used and controlled and plundered, um, but understand this living reality, this divine reality that is expressing through nature. But you also mentioned, which I think is really important, is to, um, tune into the auspiciousness of the day of the life of the time we're in. And in a sense, we have to learn to see um, beyond nature. And I think particularly in Western culture, um, you know, we look at nature and it's one step, you know, to think mother nature. Um, but there is not, uh, in my sense, my belief, there's not a clear enough understanding of this living reality, this power, this cosmic power. M- the idea of Mother Nature is sort of reduced. Do you understand what I'm saying about that? You know, all we have to understand is that we must learn to revolve around this universe. Instead, we expect the universe to revolve around us. 
And this um, continues to keep us stuck in the egoistic box of my suffering, my anger, my anguish, my human rights, my material wealth, and we forget to be compassionate and concerned uh, about other living beings, you know, nature, the cosmic light, uh, the animal world, and most important, even the less fortunate, and even, uh, you know, the individual. We forget about nurturing and the auspiciousness which lies within us. So we need to steer our hearts back to this flow of divine grace, Helen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and to find that nurturing, I think, you know, so much of the um, behavior that is in error, um, you know, comes from an inherent sense of lack, right? That is what we get from from avidya, from the from the mistaken sense of mm-hmm. um, self that somehow we we are lacking, and so we we have to get something uh, from nature. We have to get something from somebody else, and and from that perspective, of course, there's never enough. So that leads to you know the depletion of of nature, the depletion of others uh, around us. So how do you see, you know, how do you tell people that they can begin instead of being a consumer and who is ultimately consumed, you know, by their own need, instead of being a consumer, how, how do we become nurtured and become nurturers? See, first of all, we have to understand that association between Shakti and that transforming, uh, you know, energy. Because Shakti is potential and divine grace, which is the essence of all transformation and uh, continuous growth spiritually. There's no stopping. You know, it's got to keep flowing. So there is another supreme power or consciousness out there in the universe, and only when we surrender. That's the key. It's very hard for us to surrender because we don't trust. So when we surrender, we connect to its flow. And this flow will guide us to a higher, more evolved state, you know. And that's uh, how I really explain or understand uh, Shakti. So really at the core, we're coming back to what you said early on, that surrender is the key. Really? (laughs) And of course that is, from the perspective of the ego, it's impossible. (laughs) So, So it takes, it takes divine grace. And I think, um, you know, one of the things that I, I offer to people is if you are asking that question, you know, of how do I surrender? How do I find this Shakti? If you're asking any of those kinds of questions, grace has already brought you to that threshold. Yes. So, you know, you don't come to that threshold without the presence of you're grace. Going. Yes, and I think this she lures you to it. (laughs) Exactly, she lures you to it, and Mm -hmm. then and then I think having people recognize that 
um, the moment then, the moment that you're asking that question, you know, Ma, how can I know you? How can I realize you? Then her grace is already active. And this brings us to what you were saying in the beginning of recognizing the auspiciousness. So that is, a, I think, an entry door um, of, you know, recognizing the auspiciousness of, of the yearning that we have. You know, the reason we can't surrender is because um, we don't trust. And I think how I uh, taught myself is to trust in the universe, in nature. You know, it's like I say, no matter what we are, what we do, nature flowers and uh, bears fruits every uh, year. And um, because uh, we are unable to trust, in the auspiciousness of the universe, it's very hard to trust human beings. And that's where our relationships uh, suffer, because uh, we're not in that trusting mode, and so we cannot surrender. You can only surrender when you trust, not when you question and doubt. Mm-hmm. It's like a child. A child knows no fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's an innate, that innate trust mm-hmm. that uh, is not um, is not external. Um, so, how do you see this uh, connection between uh, Shakti and the divine grace of Shakti and the transformation that we experience? You know, how does that energy um, propel us? You know, even beyond that place of not trusting. You know, it's a transformation that occurs. So, how does that? How does that happen? How do you see that? See, how do you explain the river and its flow? Both are intrinsic to each other's nature. So Shakti is no different. It's similar because the flow of divine grace um, is really the descent of the divine feminine energy. So we have to experience it and not merely learn to read about it. And here I think we come to Kali. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She is uh, the key to transformation. And tell us more about Kali because certainly... Um, most of the images that we see of the the Devi, that that energy of the Devi that we know as Kali, is so fierce and frightening, and sometimes people would say, you know, horrible. Really, this is not a I saw Ma. You know, well, maybe I was very lucky because she came to me with a garland of auspicious, delightful red roses around her neck. And there was pure passion in her eyes. So only when we understand the deeper reality, we're able to comprehend that transformation unfolds cataclysms, upheaval, disruptions, and change. You know, sometimes I take my sadhana and life for granted. And then something shakes up my whole life, and you realize uh, there's still more to unravel on the path. So Ma Kali represents this divine transformational force. You know, in fact, um, I, in fact, to really understand Kali, we must realize that she represents victory over these forces and not just these forces themselves. So our supreme calling is always for self-realization, and this is what draws us to our quest for truth, happiness, 
divine love, wisdom. And Vamadeva Ji and I always teach that the yoga rests upon the yoga shakti or the power of yoga. And this is the creative energy, the grace, the action of the divine feminine power nestling within us. So Kali connects us to the Atma Shakti. You know, weakening the Atma Shakti or self-power. You know, allowing uh, us to integrate and internalize all other aspects of Shakti. So Kali's divine grace really creates the Yoga Shakti as a power of prana and awareness and expanding our mental, emotional, you know, feels from a personal to a more cosmic level. You know, I um, thank you for that beautiful um, sort of journey into Mother Kali and what she represents. And I think in my own life, um, this sense of what she represents comes to me uh, uh, that has to do with um, truth, with a capital T. Um, you know, this the, the, the sword, for me, the sword of Kali is truth that cuts through, um, you know, all of our um, fears, all of our excuses, <laughs> you know, all of our so-called limitations that says, you know, arise, arise, um, you are a divine being. And, uh, you, you must, you must live the life, um, that is, um, ready to express through you. So that powerful energy is, for me, you know, the energy that says, um, live the truth, arise, live your truth. Uh, you are listening to the Yoga Hour today with special guest Yogini Shambhaviji, a mystic yogini guide and teacher, international educator rooted in the ancient teachings and traditions of Shakti worship. You can find out more about Yogini Shambhavi at the website vedanet.com. And when we come back from the break, we'll talk more about awakening this divine feminine energy. We'll be right back with you. Wouldn't you like to share the programs that inspire you most with audiences around the world? That's easier than ever with mobile giving. Just text Unity Radio to 72727 and help us continue offering spiritual programs that change lives. I'm Dr. Tom Shepard, host of Let's Talk About It on Unity Online Radio. In my studies of world religions, I've repeatedly encountered two central spiritual questions. How do we make sense of life, and how do we live it more successfully? You're invited to explore these two questions with me in my new book, The Many Faces of Prayer, How the Human Family Meets Its Spiritual Needs. You'll be amazed at the remarkable ways people have learned to pray to their gods and to celebrate life individually and as communities of faith. Learn more at unitybooks.org.
Does music open your heart and bring you peace and joy? Experience the sacredness of sound with Ramdesh Kaur as we travel the world of mantra, kundalini yoga, and devotional music. Join us for a journey into spirit, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern, on Spirit Voyage Radio with Ramdesh. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Listening to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. We now return to the Yoga Hour. Welcome back to the Yoga Hour. I'm Yogacharya O'Brien, and today we're talking about awakening Shakti, about the presence of the divine feminine, the Devi, how we can begin to learn about that divine power that is visible to us in nature and knowable to us by direct experience in meditative consciousness. And uh, with us today, our special guest, Yogini Shambhaviji, who is um, a mystic yogi, um, who teaches this path of Shakti worship. I, I, I don't even know if it, she does teach it, but I will say she lives it. And her teaching, um, her teaching then is simply an emanation of who she is and the life that she lives in. And you, you can experience that as you listen to her chant. And uh, she began our program today with one of her beautiful uh, chants. And you can experience that also with her CDs. Um, Shama Viji, you know, one of the ways that we begin to connect with this energy, you know, beyond um, the visual or experiential in nature is through uh, chanting and chanting of mantras. So um, tell us a little bit how that is a way that we can connect with this mother energy. You know, I merely uh, let go of myself and surrender uh, to the divine. And then I feel and sense that she guides me to flow with this cosmic grace. And my mantra chanting allows me to open up to the cosmic uh, presence through its, uh, you know, the vibratory force or spand. And gently the Devi begins to flow through me. You know, interestingly, Ellen, I have never had any professional voice or musical training. So it's just my inherent way of surrendering to Shakti with uh, with great passion. Passion is the key in, in <laughs> Yeah, that combination of passion and surrender. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it's when so you're... Yeah, when you are chanting, um, you know, your chants, you know, take us into that meditative uh, consciousness. And so I think, you know, of course, also I, um, I, I lead chanting and offer chants and, um, the same is true for me. You know, I had an experience when I was a child and, uh, I really naturally wanted to sing and, and I had some childhood wound about, you know, being told to be quiet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, so, you know, I sort of carried that into my adult life. Like I should not open my mouth and sing. Oh, well. 
And then um, I heard Paramahansa Yogananda chanting, and the power of him, his chant was, you know, just um, just transports you into into his consciousness, into that level of consciousness. And I realized it had nothing to do with, uh, you know, professional voice training or the even the quality of your singing, but it was all about the quality of your consciousness. Um, and, you know, and and your and your level of surrender, you know, to just allow that energy to come through you. So then, uh, I felt with the permission of Paramahansa Yogananda, I began to chant, and you know, and then sometimes people will say, "Oh, you know, your voice is so beautiful," and it just makes me smile because I don't, you know, I, that's uh, overcoming, you know, just the, that I could even open my mouth with such a grace uh, of Divine Mother and Paramahansa. So, you know, I, I, I believe that many people besides me, you know, have some obstacle when it comes to chanting. So how do you guide people to um, into this practice of mantra chanting? Well, not that everyone should follow me or my advice, but I broke every rule in the book. Every rule. But we must understand that the mantra must vibrate within us. And... When we resonate with the Sanskrit mantric vibration, we are allowing um, our inner self to tap into the auspiciousness of the cosmic consciousness. And this is Panda, you know, the divine vibrations. And um, it is important because we must learn the correct pronunciation to create the correct sacred vibration. Because mantra is vakashakti, or the spoken word, which manifests as divine grace. So it's very important um, to be able to allow uh, the opening of the Vishuddha Chakra. You know, most of us get stuck in the Vishuddha Chakra. When I'm nervous, it's my Vishuddha Chakra. But because of all the honoring to um, the devis, um, I have secret favorite ones. (laughs) <laughs> they allow uh, the Vishuddha Chakra to open up and, uh, you know, give uh, voice uh, to it. Yeah, and it seems to me, you know, and of course, uh, Westerners who are beginning, you know, to learn Sanskrit mantras, you know, can be uh, certainly intimidating. And, you know, you're talking about how our energy can get stuck in the throat. And, um, of course, that's what was happening for me since my childhood. And then opening up, surrendering to just, just for me... Um, Shambhaviji, it was just a matter of devotion. I could not... Uh, not chant. <laughs> it was just it was my my love um, for God and gurus uh, had to express. It had to come out. So I, I had to surrender that it didn't really matter, you know, what the quality of my voice was. It was the energy that was pressing to come through me. So it seems to me... Um, and I don't, I don't teach chanting, um, but it, and I, I know that you do. So I'll ask you. It seems to me that a place that Westerners could begin is learning how to chant Om to where you actually feel the resonance of it. But you know, um, Ellen, too much of Om is very heating, especially for women. <laughs> uh, and yes. That's why I always bring in the stream, like you know, Om Shreem Om. 
otherwise we burn ourselves out. Mm-hmm. So only when we understand the importance of creating the bhav, that's the key. The bhav of the divine mood or ambience. Then our spiritual practices take us beyond oneself. So the yoga practitioner who can access this shakti bhav or divine mood develops a deeper, higher consciousness. Because there is a surrender there. Well, there is a surrendering happening. So cultivating an inspiration. We are guided and offering the chant to one's higher aspiration. You know, when I'm alone here in my studio, um, or even when I'm outside, I sometimes chant like, you know, I go full blast. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd mm-hmm. be shy in public, but when I'm by myself, it just allows me to resonate. Mm-hmm. So this form of surrender to the cosmic consciousness is a natural form of pratyahar. But today we are so caught up in the worldly maya and illusion. It's so great. Even I enjoy that maya and uh, <laughs> that illusion. Uh, but we are unable to turn within. Mm-hmm. So for shakti, we need to create space and the vessel to hold and nurture this divine grace. So the inner intelligence or intuition is what really connects us to the flow of divine grace and not the outer powers of techniques and technologies. And that's what's trapping us today. Mm-hmm. Teachers yes. need to be more bold. Well, that's why I've you know, kind of retired this year and moved within myself. I'm far too bold. Mm. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I hear, I hear what you're saying. You know, we just need to be able to bring forth in a, in a powerful way that divine presence and, uh, yeah. um, and surrender to being, to being instruments of it. And I, I really was, um, just feeling and, and thinking deeply what you were saying about chanting and the bhava of it, the divine mood, and thinking about you know uh, sometimes when I'm uh, at the center and I'm I'm there in my even in my office and I have the door closed in my little apartment there, um, very frequently I will chant um, because you know. Um, there is a, for for me besides being a, a teacher and you know a yogini in my own life and practice. There is the work of running an organization, and so <laughs> there's the, there's the executive, and sometimes the executive just needs to chant, you know, to get <laughs> yeah. to get out of um, the you know the the illusion, you know that that. Uh, I'm in charge of everything and uh, bring in that auspiciousness of remembering the divine flow. You know, it wasn't my idea and uh, it's, it's not my uh, center. It's, it's, you know, the, it is the work of, of the Devi. It is divine um, out picturing of grace. And so sometimes I just start chanting in my office and I notice, I mean, it is like um, taking a medicine for me um, that my consciousness will change. And so I certainly 
practice that myself and recommend it. And, you know, even if, you, if you're listening and you know nothing about Sanskrit chanting and you have a different tradition, then, you know, just sing a holy song. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> you, know, I, you know, you're kind of drawing me out to share certain things, but when I was in my heights of my sadhana, I used to chant to very powerful Sufi music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes. for me, there's never, ever been any, uh, you know, every chant has its own uh, play and unveiling, and and that's how uh, I just learned to surrender. Mm-hmm. Yes, and you, you experience, right, you know, how your consciousness changes, the, the level of consciousness changes through this power of chant, regardless of which sacred tradition it's from. The whole purpose is, you know, moving our attention and awareness from lower chakras to a higher you know, consciousness and uh, and feeling that energy change. Um, you know, we started off uh, talking about the auspiciousness of the time and the importance of awareness of the divine reality, you know, as our life and um, in particular the way that we can relate to this as the divine feminine expressing in our world. And um, how do you, you know, you've been doing this for a long time and teaching it and, and supporting people in becoming more aware of the divine feminine. And certainly we, in the West, we live in a culture where masculine traits are often um, held up and uh, favored um, over, oh. the import, over the importance of the feminine. So um, uh, what do you find about that uh, dilemma? You know, I don't think this is the truth. Both Eastern and Western cultures have always revered the divine feminine in different forms and ways. You know, the goddesses nurturing and protecting power in the Eastern cultures and the Madonnas, grace um, in the West. So truly, it is not just about masculine and feminine. It's about dharmic values, about passion in uh, drawing in that energy. So there are both positive and negative aspects in both the male and female energy. You know, so reverence of the mother goddess is also not about political feminism. It's about cultivating sensitivity, compassion, nurturing, surrender, you know, reverence of all beings and all the elements. You know, when we talk about Mother Earth, Mother Nature, the light behind uh, the sacred heavens. So I think we've kind of mentally created a divide, whether it's Eastern, Western, or between masculine, feminine. Uh, we all have uh, a masculine and feminine side to us. It's how we nurture that and allow it to uh, find a divine expression. We're not talking here about a physical expression. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And um, I agree, you know, we all have those qualities and then bringing them forth <laughs> seems to be, um, you know, what we're, what we're here to do. So how do you encourage your, your students and those who are studying with you to bring forth um, this Shakti energy in their life? You know, sometimes we create barriers. 
you know, and I, uh, that's one thing, as I say, I was always bold in my sadhana. So I kind of sailed through or broke all these barriers. So these obstacles or restrictions are merely in our minds. And once we understand this truth, it's very easy to embrace the yoga shakti, to embrace the divine feminine, to, if you don't want to, you don't believe in, Kali or Durga or Matangi, you uh, go back to nature, go back to the earth, you know, all the beautiful gems that we take from the earth, that's all the goddess Shakti. So I think we need to, all teachers must encourage uh, their seekers or sadhaks or students to really trust in that uh, innate quality of uh, being able to seek the auspiciousness mm. in the divine. So trusting the innate urge, and I also heard you say, so I'm going to lift it up because I also know that, and I know it is rooted in the ancient Vedic philosophy, which is that the obstacles we believe in so firmly are mental. Mm. They're mental. <laughs> so, you know... Seeing that um, is really something um, because we have given them so much solidity. You know, what we believe is holding us back, what we believe is an obstacle. Um, and so what happens if we see that um, as a um, perspective, as a point of view, um, rather than something that is uh, a real um, so you're talking about our ability to let go of um, something that really has no power, but we have given it power mentally and open ourselves up to the power, up, open ourselves up to absolute reality. Did, did I get that right? Did I hear you yes. right? You know, that's how I uh, connected to Shakti. I never read any of these ancient texts, and honestly, you know, I just went out into nature, of course, you know, I was at the, you know, you always push to these things, you know, when your life falls apart or when there's intense pain or questioning. And then the most beautiful aspect of Shakti for me was to resonate or pick up that resonance with nature and the earth. Mm-hmm. And so to connect uh, to nature uh, wherever you are, you know, understand and appreciate the sacred elements they hold the vibratory flow of Shakti. And that's why I always say they were my first gurus. And even my, you know, the gurus I met later in life, they all loved me for my boldness and for um, me just being able to understand that we forget that Devi is our first uh, divine principle and mother goddess. And I think Vamadeva uh, really understood that about me. And even... um, Shivananda Murtiji, you know, um, mm-hmm. amazing. He he just sort of saw that my pulse beat and, you know, my heartbeat was always alive. And mm-hmm. so this only comes when there's a certain healing at a core level. Because when we really heal, then this helps us to create space for the Shakti to flow into our lives. See, most of us, we are holding so much. So we have to release, we have to let go, we have to heal. You can't put things away. They'll come out, you know, when the box is uh, powerful and the lock 
chooses to, you know, break away, you're facing the same reality. So you have to come down to understand what your truth is. It's like meditating on a river. I always tell all our sadhaks that that's the most beautiful. That's why we have our Yoga Shakti retreats by Ma Ganga. Because when we meditate on the river, she allows us to understand its flow. You know, where it works its way around the rocks, uh, the mountain paths. But the river is always gurgling, enjoying its flow to its ultimate destination. So we have to learn to flow with the current and not against the current. So when Mm -hmm. we lock away certain emotions, we begin without even knowing that we are swimming against the current. And so we are hurting our souls. Our soul Mm -hmm. wants to be free. Mm -hmm. So you have to be the Veda, the brave one. And we we tend to uh, work hard <laughs> at what we're doing when they're really too hard, my dear. <laughs> yeah, and and there is an there is another way to be. And in one of my poems recently, I wrote, uh, "The ocean does not argue with the rock; it mm-hmm. goes where it will, telling the ancient secret again mm-hmm. and again." And uh, that is the way of life and the way of nature that we certainly can observe. But, you know, I live uh, in California at the ocean and, you know, walk along the cliff edges and I see, you know, the many lessons that uh, nature uh, gives and also just the revelation of divine presence and power. But at the same time, you know, I'm walking along and there are others walking along with their um, uh, uh, phones and their earbuds in and their eyes, their walking eyes open, but eyes are really closed. And, um, so, you know, for me, I would say a key to awakening Shakti is learning to be present, you know, where we are, um, to, to remove the obstructions, just to go and sit and observe and watch what happens, um, watch what comes uh, to you and watch what comes from you. Uh, Yogini Shambhaviji, it is just a joy to be with you this morning, and I thank you for returning to the Yoga Hour. Thank you, thank you. And I want to um, tell our listeners um, that there are other... Um, programs on the yoga hour that you have shared with us um, with your husband uh, Bama Devaji, Dr. David Frawley, some beautiful episodes with the two of you and uh, so if you just go to um, unity.fm the yoga hour and enter Yogini Shambhavi in the search box you will access these other episodes with her. A beautiful episode on yoga and the Vedas uh, another on mantra yoga which I would uh, highly recommend, The Power of the Word. The Yoga Hour is a service project of the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment, a meditation center in the Kriya Yoga tradition. And uh, 
there at our center in San Jose, California. We offer regular programs, meditation instruction, and Kriya Yoga teachings and initiation. Uh, our teachings are offered globally online with our outreach and our publication. To find out more about Center for Spiritual Enlightenment, please visit csecenter.org, csecenter.org. And remember, you can find out more about Yogini Shambhavi Devi at her website, vedanet.com. Remember to subscribe to the Yoga Hour podcast at iTunes or Stitcher to tell your friends about it. We'd really appreciate that. And I want to offer my thanks to the Yoga Hour team, our producer and regular guest host, Dr. Laurel Trujillo, assistant producers Nita Kenyon, Sean Smith, and Anne Hayes. And of course, our pranams, our gratitude to Jeff Comfort, always the presence in the sound room at Unity Online Radio. I look forward to being with you again. Until then, remember to let your inner light shine into the world. Share your peace and your divine joy with all you meet. Pranams, Shambhaviji, thank you again. Pranam, pranam. Thank you. Thank you. Please. Thank you for tuning in to The Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. Join us every Thursday morning at 10 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Pacific for practical, purposeful methods for spiritually conscious living every day. The Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by friends and members of the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California a ministry in the tradition of Kriya Yoga, the ancient science of self and God realization. www.csecenter.org Request free literature by writing info at csecenter.org Notice how the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly? Listen to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed as these unlikely saints administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Join the discussion with Daryl and Ed live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central Time on Funniest Thing, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. In this constantly changing world, life and personal values can seem more than a little unstable. Just when you think you have it all figured out, then everything changes. Sometimes life can seem overwhelming. Well, the good news is you can change your life. You have within you the power to learn how to flow with the changes and smooth out the bumps of life. You can experience the joy, peace, health, and abundance you deserve. You were created to be happy and productive. That urge to grow and express yourself was put there for a reason. Learn the spiritual principles that can help you not just to survive, but thrive in this changing world. At Unity, we'd like to help you do just that. 
This message has been brought to you by the Association of Unity Churches International. To find a Unity Church near you, visit www.unity.org. Just like life, grief is a journey, not a destination. Whether it is loss of life, relationship, security, or simply the process of change, have you given yourself permission to begin your journey of grief? Have you yielded to the gift of grace? Join Reverend Chaz Wesley every Thursday at 5 p.m. Central on a virtual navigation from grief to grace and explore new horizons of empowerment, significance, and support only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Let go of everyday worries and find your calm with positive prayer from Silent Unity, the newest in voice-activated technology, available on any Alexa-enabled device like the Amazon Echo. Each prayer and meditation on positive prayer will help strengthen, guide, and comfort you. To enable it, just say, Alexa, open positive prayer. You can ask for a specific prayer on topics like healing, prosperity, and comfort. Give it a try today.